Hey, welcome to House of a Thousand Horrors podcast. My name's Jordan, and I got my two co-hosts, Riley and Chris, with me. Today, we are doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What are your thoughts, Riley? Dude, this movie was fucking zany. Uh, well, what do you think, Jordan? I would say slapstick. How about you, Chris? Um, Just like the old country man, horns woggled. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you don't know the rules? Number one, you can never have sex. Sex oh, yeah. equals death. Okay, number two, you can never drink or do drugs. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Come along, everyone. Step right up. Yep, so you heard it, we're doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and this is actually Chris's pick, so I gotta pass it to you just because of, it's your pick, and you use the word hornswoggled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hornswoggled, dude, just like the very beginning with the good old countryman and the dog. I mean, you can't have a good horror movie without that, but, um, Does he yeah, I mean, that? I've always been a fan, but... He says hornswoggled? Yeah, yeah, oh, my good gosh. he's like, good hornswoggled, like, I'm just gonna the say dog. This. And just stuck record, with him. Rest in peace, Pooh, dude. Bro, that I didn't know if I should put him on the kill, kill count or not. What's up? Yeah. I didn't know oh, if yeah. I should. Oh, dude. Yeah. He, he was sucked. shocked as shit. Because that leads to All a bigger right. conversation. Are we including animals in our kill count? Because that could get out of hand. But Pooh, dude, you know, he's, he was basically human. In our he hearts. was probably the most iconic character in the whole cast, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, Young Flame died too young. He got, you know, he burned bright and he probably got paid the most in this movie. Oh, absolutely, dude. <laughs> so I'm going to give. So, oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we were having a conversation before this. I yeah, don't know if what's you like? all remember that. <laughs> don't horn swoggle um, me. But <laughs> no, but like, yeah, it's, it's a real cool classic. It's, um, I think, one of my favorite cult classics has a good way of putting you in like and it might be my biasness from like doing Halloween Horror Nights two years with it uh, but it definitely in a weird way with the clowns gets me in a Halloween vibe um, but yeah I just think um, you have some underrated characters that show up under the radar I mean kind of under radar if you want to include the sheriff but um, yeah I think it's all around good movie I think there's really, ironically, as dumb as it is, there's really not that many loopholes with it. It's kind of oh, geez. pretty, like, makes sense, you know? But yeah, for I mean, a horror for movie, what it at least. Is too. I mean, it's but, just having fun. And this yeah, is going to... Sure. I don't want to get into my rating now, but I will say I don't know if I should start having a pre-research um, like rating and a post because after I looked it up and, like, looked into it and looked at the behind the scenes stuff i definitely my rating went up just from that it's pretty impressive as far as when trivia, i did yeah and then like i saw that i saw this movie within like the last probably five years i've always known about it but i don't know for some reason i just never saw it but it's fun yeah it's definitely rewatchable i mean i gotta admit i didn't really get into i've heard about it but i didn't really start watching it until right like around 17 18 2018 and that was after i went through the scare zone at halloween horror nights and there's a little boxer coming up and ice cream truck dudes by the way like the most intricate ice cream truck dudes i've ever seen in my life but uh, i mean <laughs> dude this would committed. actually be I'll sick say that. i would love to see this on halloween horror nights 
Oh, it was it was a lot of fun. The house was better, which was the second year, because it was so popular the first year because it was a scare zone. So, like, it's out in the public. You just walk through. But they'll just come around and fuck with you. I don't know. I had, I, had, uh, I was cool hanging out with uh, the big-breasted clown lady. She was, <laughs> she was a cool little one. I mean, there's been such a resurgence in the just clowns in general. So, like, this movie's probably, like, been making a bunch more and become super relevant even within the last five years. For sure. And you got that deal on, like, Cinemax now, I think it's like. So I bought it on uh, Amazon for five bucks, which is actually really good. Probably helping them out, man. When did you Me see this, Riley? Still rocking. Bro, I, I caught this probably around the same time as Chris, uh, like 2017, 2018. But I didn't know about the Halloween Horror Nights event that they had. But uh, I watched it with a couple of my buddies because it was uh, free on YouTube, actually. And so we were just like, you know, fuck it. It's a horror movie. We'll go check it out. It looks kind of like spooky from the front cover. And uh, it was pretty much like a hidden gem. Uh, and I'm fucking pissed off. Again, like Chris chose this movie because it's a really good one, too. So I can't even shit talk it, really. You crazy kids <laughs> watching movies on YouTube. Is that how you watch a lot That's... of your movies? Uh. I'm legally inclined to say yes. <laughs> I pay for them as I watch them, but yeah, no, it's kind of, it's convenient for most movies that we watch and just in general, um, you know, movies that come out like, you know, now like recent movies, I'll try to go to a theater, but I really only go to movies that I feel like I would like, you know, I'm not going to take a risk and like pay about like $15 for like, you know, critters, you know, 1986 <laughs> or something like that. I'm not going to watch a movie in theaters like that. Hey, Critters but, has ties to this movie. What's up? Critters has ties to this movie with uh Yeah, the director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I did a little bit of research. That's why I said <laughs> Critters cuz uh Kyoto Brothers. Yes. And uh dude, Let you want to talk about them, Jordan? Well, I'm just going to go over the basic information. Um All right, yeah. You know, this movie is released in May of 1988 and the basic synopsis synopsis of it is just these two teenagers, Mike and Debbie, they see a comet crash outside their little small town and they investigate and discover a pack of murderous aliens who look like circus clowns or basically are circus clowns. <laughs> um, the tagline for this movie is literally, this is on the cover, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how they talk too. <laughs> the clowns. The budget Damn, is nuts though. Um, two million, right? Two million, which is like, Wow, more really? than I thought, but like, there's so much that goes into, and they basically used it all on um, the production costs because mm. it just so happens those uh, brothers you were talking about, the Kyoto's brothers, they are super visual effects guys. Like, oh yeah, you look up like they're only. Um, well, this is their only film, but they've been in a bunch of uh, claymation skits and like practical effects. They've done big movies too, like yeah. Critters, um, Team America. He's like the head director of the puppeteers and stuff. Like these guys are mm-hmm. super legit, and that helps with all of the other visual effects. Obviously, they're well connected when they made this movie, so I'm sure they had to call a bunch of favors, but it paid off because that was one thing that impressed me. Um, I didn't know any of the background of like them putting this movie together, but I was like, you can just tell it's low budget. Like they're kind of oh, making yeah. it campy and stuff, but like the effects and the clowns are creepy too. Yeah, no, it's dude. Like, I mean, t- 
to be fair, when you said two million, uh, I was more so kind of shocked of like how low that is for just how well the clowns looked in this movie, dude. Like, granted, they're like the center point of you know this whole movie pretty much, but they were really, really good because it was it was a really silly blend of like goofy but like kind of fucking creepy like their teeth especially like the saliva and stuff in their mouths like shit shit looked really really good like because you'd giggle and laugh because they're just goofballs but then like they just dude shit gets down real i I won't skip ahead but i definitely want to talk about a few of my favorite scenes but yeah no oh yeah there's the the effects in this though yeah i want to know how much uh they paid that band to make that killer intro dude that song oh the the greatest song ever yeah it was their ep dude yeah, it was amazing. That's how you know, like, separates the difference between, like, classic horror and now. Like, hmm. now, like, I remember watching, what, one of the Amityville horrors. Was it that? No, it was uh, Texas Chainsaw. And it was Trey Songs, and he was, like, hyping up his own song in the van. He was like, yo, that shit's hot, right? And it's literally his own song blasting. And I wanted to walk out of the theater right then and there. But, like, this was, like, something else. It's like, that was back in the day where you, like, that's what these bands were there for. Like, they dedicated time, you paid them, they were like, alright, I fucking got it, and they wrote a hell of a ballad. And this is the late 80s, too, which is when this letter, like, blew up. Horror movie and MTV had to be, like, tied together. Uh, I know the big one was, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I think it was four and after four, where they, like, tied it into songs that actually became, like, big hits. But it was made, those songs were made specifically for the movie. So there's just this thing with all these movies where it's like, gotta have a time. We gotta have, we gotta have the song. What's the song? And this song actually does hit good. Um, they play it maybe 40 times in the movie. <laughs> so, I'm, all, I'm, I'm for them all. Because it's, it's just that good, Jordan. It just if keeps it dropping. Broke, don't fix it, man. It's good. Yeah, they played it the whole time at Halloween Horror Nights, too. And we were I rocking bet. out. <laughs> it is good. Like, it actually sounds, like, kind of ahead of its time, the type of music it is. It's almost, like, alternative. What would you call that? It's weird. I Because I looked up their, like, album or, like, what was of their album. They only have, like, maybe four or five other songs, the Dickies. And it, it was strangely weird. Or strangely weird, Jesus. It, it was so weird hearing their music because it does really sound a little bit, like, postmodern to maybe, like, early, like, 2000s music. It's crazy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, no, it's really good. And it's funny, too, because their album was, like, rated not the best, but, like, it had mixed opinions. But that Killer Clowns opening song, I think, was what lifted it pretty much. The song is literally called Killer Clowns, performed by the Dickies. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, though. Um, I didn't know. the lyrics, they took a lot of time with. You're probably more on the, like, you're more of the actor person chris you're always picking them out like i can name these people they didn't really stick out to me there's grant kramer as mike tobacco that's like the main boyfriend guy you got suzanne snyder as debbie stone john allen nelson as dave hansen who's the cop the young cop and john don't forget mooney yeah as curtis mooney which that guy killed it all these people look really familiar to me but i couldn't go digging deep enough into imdb to make the connections of why well Mooney's been in a bunch of things back in the day. Like he a looks bunch super of old familiar. Like Animal House and everything. So okay. he was in a lot of that. But the one thing that messes me up, and I did, I tried to go on the hunt to research, and no matter where I went, I couldn't get it. Did the biker dude that got punched, like his head punched clean off, did he not look very, very familiar? 
Like, I was Not getting real big vibes of, like, the janitor from Scrubs, but I think that's too much of a window of time. And, like, you know what I mean? You have to mentally right. take into account, like, all right, that was – it started in, like, what, 99? When did Scrubs start? Like, from 2002, 2003? So Maybe even earlier. 15 years. Well, still, like, he, he went out, but it ended, like, 2005. So, like, it could have been him. I don't know. It just uh, – but it was, like, no, I tried to look, couldn't find it. But the one that blew my mind, um, which I had no idea, I don't know any – uh, comedian fans here but christopher titus i had no idea christopher titus was in that and then i re-watched it and he's like the very beginning that nerd that's like walking with all the sodas and stuff past the cough car you know what i'm talking about comic yeah like that's christopher titus he's a big he's a big comedian I know him. I just really didn't funny. see him and it's funny what he gets credited to as that bob mcreed I have him written down as one of the screens we or the kills we didn't see, but I didn't know we actually did see him at some point, and that was Christopher Titus. Yeah, yeah, you see him only like two or three times. I don't even know if he has any lines, but I had to Google and be like, "All right, which one is he?" And I was like, "No shit, it's that shows how young he looks." Hey, in 1988, I don't know what that would have made him. Probably like 22, 23. That's I don't probably even why they're older than that. But he's like 50, I think. I don't know. <laughs> well, for the the um, they filmed it in Santa Cruz, California, and it was just to actually name the names of the Kyoto's brothers. We got they're the writers of uh, Charles Kyoto, Stephen Kyoto, Edward Kyoto. Um, Stephen Kyoto specifically was like the director. Um, they all have background in like puppeteering, creature effects, all these kind of practical effects and they're usually all working together on the movies that they worked on, like Team America. Like, you'll see their names listed there. Um, I did see one of them for Stephen Kyoto was a visual effects consultant for the Lost Boys. So, yeah, that's actually pretty... That's a big name right there. And he was also listed as the Clownzilla, like the final boss clown. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing he was the actor in the suit. The monster... But, yeah, these guys killed it. Um, de- gross domestic? So I have the number of $2 million. I'm guessing that's, like, you know, opening while it was in theaters. Um, the gross domestic also on, like, the box office site shows it as $15.6 million domestic. And worldwide is $43.6 million, which I'm guessing is after wow. the fact. Yeah, they're killing it. Okay, um, good. All action right. figures. Uh, like, they did a lot of merchandising. So like yeah, shitty. Yeah. It was uh, discontinued uh, when I was reading like their wiki and stuff because I think it was something to do with uh, some company and I forgot which one it was bought them out and then they were unable to like due to copyright restrictions they weren't able to reproduce more of those like figures and stuff like that and so they had to discontinue them. So like they're extremely rare for like collectors. That's why you see the VHS tape, dude. This yeah. was the one specifically where I was telling you like I saw. <laughs> them in the thousands of dollars like that were like graded and stuff because mm-hmm. of i'm sure it wasn't like a huge vhs release either so you got the rarity factor and like any of these cult hits and that's the problem is a lot of them end up like they're pretty much always end up being low budget even the halloween jason like starting out they're like 
low budget. They're not going to be big successes. Nightmare on Elm Street, all of them. And they like somehow get the rights sold because they're like, that's more money than I've ever seen. And it makes a billion yeah. times that, you know, after oh, the yeah. fact. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. And I was going to say, just to kind of give a little bit more lore to the figures. Yeah. It says here in 2005, the Soda Toys announced that they were making Killer Clown figurines as part of the film. Uh, because that was kind of during the time, too, that they were planning on making a sequel. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that, Jordan. Yeah, like I'll probably later, break or... that down at the end. Actually, when uh, we yeah, talk no. about the sequel, but there, there's actually a lot of history with that, too. Yeah, um, dude, They're definitely very motivated. Disappointing, yeah. No, very heartbroken reading about that. But yeah, no, basically but now in a 2017. Good time. Everything's huh? getting remade for better or for worse right now. Because yeah. they're like... A lot of that disputes are getting settled. Now, saying that, you still have the Friday the 13th <laughs> dispute going on, but <laughs> it is a good time for making remakes. They're all getting approved. Yeah, no, that's good. And but, it was just on Netflix, so, you know, that's a whole new generation that just saw it. Oh, wait, for real? Friday the 13th? No, Killer Cons from Outer Space. Okay. I mean, you see that title. You're not going to not watch it if you've never heard of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's well, get you got to hear the opening and everything else, dude. Well, I know you guys want to get into the actual scenes. I do too. There's a ton. So this is, let's get into the meat of it, the thick of it. All right. <laughs> right. Where to start? Right. Well, opening scene. Got our Chris, you want to man the helm for this? Well, Here I mean, the first scene that always sticks out, yeah, with that. Yeah, I like the correlation with the first scene. Gives you a nice little quick understanding what the town is, you know, shit like that. But like the juicy intro, intro scene would definitely be them on the cliff, like, you know, teenagers being teenagers. And this is where I was talking about, like, the ice cream man being extremely dedicated, those two dudes, <laughs> like, willing to come out in the middle of the night, try to sell lick sticks while they have two chub- chubby chicks in the back eating all the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And they still were pissed that they weren't going to get any. You know, like, keep your shirts on, ladies. But I just think it was – I was impressed. I was impressed with the salesman skills that they were willing to be out in the middle of the night like that. People literally sucking each other off. And they were like, hey, <laughs> you want, a, like, a snow cone while you're at it? I mean, right. I got four of them. Dude, but the Terenzi brothers. today, that's for sure. No, nah, but nah. It, was, it was beautifully written. I thought that dude gave me, like, Grease vibes. Like, two guys from Grease graduated high school but didn't do anything aside from open up ice cream – uh, truck just to try to get laid by fat chicks that just got out of high school. <laughs> They're actually so. really annoying, the Trenzy brothers that run the ice cream truck, but you can get away with it in like a campy movie because it's like, you know, they're intentionally making them annoying. But they For are sure. actually really annoying. <laughs> yeah, and to this movie, though, they're considered good actors, and that's perfect. But yeah, I you're say right. good if they're actors. in anything else, <laughs> oh, I think, I think they were wonderful, especially, uh, I don't know. We won't cut to other scenes, but... I know what you're talking about, Chris. I feel like, yeah, no, they definitely made their impact on this movie, dude. Yeah, Gave it a good just vibe. kept showing up. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what the they were That's instilled in this movie. You know, as the plot goes forward, you know? Well, the farmer, well, dude, is that's very close to opening scene. That dude's iconic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the farmer and Horns Poo. Did you guys notice the, uh, the prop manager when he walks out of his uh, house with his gun with Pooh? He's like in the little kind of a uh, screen window of the door. When he walks out, you see like the props manager, I'm pretty sure, like looking at him. Really? And it was a complete, yeah, and they kept it in the film. And at first I thought it was his wife, and I'm like, wait, that, that's a dude. 
That's funny. I didn't yeah. see that. You didn't? You didn't catch that? Did you catch no. it, Chris? No, I actually didn't. I'm too. I'm still shocked that he got uh, well, he got the shit shocked out of him. Bro, I literally <laughs> I'm looking at my notes at the farmer part, and it says in quotation marks, "Well, I'll be hornswoggled." <laughs> so I guess I did catch exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> he just said so it many stuck out, man. Oh, for sure. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "That's my word." Like, Here's I another thing. Text you. That farmer sounded like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I was like, "Is this guy doing voice acting?" He literally what? was like calling Pooh like instead of Scooby. He's like Pooh, and like talking. Did they to him ever like say that. where this is based? It's just some small town. I don't know if they said the state. Yeah. That's what I mean, because, like, he I gave off, like, Kentucky vibes. Mm-hmm. That Hornswoggled. No, um, you know what? Hornswoggled kind of sounds a little more on the Mississippi side, you know? The I declare kind of my constituents kind of thing. And then you got the redneck side that's saying Hornswoggled and shit like that, running off with a dog. He's definitely out with men in their cabins. Wherever they were, he was not like them. <laughs> <laughs> one of a kind diamond in the rough I do like I don't even that. think anyone cared that he died I did well we the audience <laughs> I mean, like talking, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, some it's a small yeah. town they were like oh who they were like that dude that lives in a burned down like cabin that's right next to the tent nah I don't know that dude <laughs> I forgot who, who found his body was it our main protagonist later yeah I, I don't know if they found it I don't know if they I ever showed it. I think they did, did when they, yeah, like later when the couple, our protag and his babe, his radioactive babe at that, uh, go to visit like the crash site and they start exploring the ship and everything else like that. Uh, dude, that whole like segment uh, was just really, really enjoyable to watch. Just all the set design and everything like you were saying earlier. Oh, it's impressive. About how production, it, dude, it was like top notch. I mean, like them in the spaceship, like yeah, I thought that in was the spaceship really cool and scene. like great creativeness to like oh, have yeah. these stupid like horn looking handles that he's moving with popcorn. And, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't get that either. They shoot popcorn at you, you get it on your back. You know, all this like this shit's been weird the whole movie, but like that's the one thing that they're just like, yeah, whatever, we'll keep it on. Well, our you know, back. What it is like, later, right? Yeah, it's like little parasites. Yeah, it's gross as hell. Yeah, well, well, you, you probably eat it, and then you get little little clown Just babies leave it on your back though fuck it like <laughs> well i know God. mike is the well you say protagonist riley but i don't know like it's kind of weird there's an interesting but little the like love sh- the, the cop yeah because you got the I cop in there was. who kind of i think mooney's the protagonist yeah, yeah. <laughs> mooney's the goat dude how do you have a whole town call you and you're still like fuck them all well, like he <laughs> literally it. is like give me my liquor these bastards they're all playing jokes i'm like really everyone <laughs> like, he's everyone. funny too because he's kind of like laughing through his lines but like yeah. almost in a way where he's like yeah these people are crazy like they think they're gonna get me with that prank like he's Get he's like pissed. like he's very like playful with it throughout whenever he's like mentioning it or like getting the phone calls he's like he's always got like a smile he's like laughing through it like these guys they're crazy uh-huh. but yeah asshole. you say protagonist there's kind of a love triangle going on and I noticed instantly oh. within, like the the dude that is kind of the protagonist, the the one that's on the date with him and at the mm-hmm. like makeout spot. That dude's Mike, and then the main girl is Debbie. Um, it's they have like a dynamic within like the first ten minutes of the movie. I'm like, okay, he's like overly dumb, 
and she's like overly um picking up on like everything like way too intuitive mm. like right out the gate she's like i don't like this this is sketchy for the circus yeah. tent like in a small town it's, a circus it's tent. funny how like the tables turn too because like you know they're they, they making out doing teenager stuff back in the 80s and like you notice how fast she was to be like oh dude let's like let's go check that out that crash nearby like fuck whatever we were doing and then like as they get there, she gets sketched out, and she's like, all right, I'm done, let's leave. And then he's all of a sudden just, like, hyped as shit. Well, and she when, guesses it instantly. <laughs> well, were, weren't they the ones making out on the raft? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there, that's why. She was <laughs> like, you could you could literally watch that they, it probably wasn't the first cut, but they all had to, like, transition from, like, making out the lane there to look up at the stars. And even in that movie, I, I guarantee they tried it numerous times. They couldn't even do it. They couldn't even fucking do it. She, her head was like two up here. She was like trying to squeeze into the the rim of the raft. Like he's trying to like maneuver his shoulder right here to push his head up on top of the raft. Hey, you just hear making those like squish, squishy noises. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, she was like, you know, this is not working. Like, I, I, I don't know. I got to figure something else out. So when that fucking light went across, she was like, yeah, and just bounced. <laughs> but she's going to die. Thank How God. come she's instantly like, we're in that shooting star. She literally says that right when they like go in. She's like, we're in the shooting star. And she goes, and I don't believe in UFOs, but we're in we're one right in now. UFO. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just throwing that out there. Like, hey, I'm really practical and skeptical. If it, I don't believe in UFOs. Equivalent, it was the equivalent of saying, I don't mean to sound racist, but right. I didn't sound 100% racist. So, yeah, <laughs> it was it was ridiculous for her to just turn around and say all that. And the cotton candy. She's like, those balls don't just hang like <laughs> yeah. this, like giant <laughs> cotton candy. Sure it does, Rip. Like, perfect. Where are the faces? What before the face of- came, though, she did say that. And it's like, how do you know how people put cotton candy? Like, you're trying to make a ton of cotton candy for a fair. It's going to be a big ball of cotton candy. Unless well, she's working in a warehouse. Like, when's the last time you went into a tent in the middle of the goddamn woods? Ever. So <laughs> right. why are we even worried about what is considered normal at this point? Like, who the fuck cares? I'd be like, that's what I'd say to her. I'd be like, who the fuck? We are in the middle of the woods in a tent. Quiet as shit. There's no music going on. It's just weird looking with all this shit. And you just expect me to be more worried about a giant sack? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I told this like... She actually gets proven right, I guess, instantly after when they pull a body out of it or his face. But still, for her to be like, they don't grow cotton candy that big. Like, who are you? Do you own a cotton candy yeah, businesswoman? Yeah. The fuck do you know, bitch? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You don't know how they grow like, cotton shouldn't candy. Shouldn't you be happy about that? I thought you bitches love to eat a shit ton of cotton candy. <laughs> you fucking huge bag of that. Well, consider me a, a bitch. Because <laughs> I love Take a bite. Candy. Tell me what flavor. But, uh, dude, I just realized that first body we see, the face, I think that's the old man. That's the only it guess I can make. But they say yes, a name. Is that the only one in there? Yeah. They do no, say they a name. they had a bunch of them in there. In the first shot, though? I when they like, oh, that was the only one they ripped off, but they were, like, literally yeah. coming in with more cotton candy sacks. Like, oh, yeah. They just put another one up, and mm-hmm. then, I don't know. I'm guessing Christopher Titus was in the middle of that shit. Well, that's <laughs> That was it. it. That's when the clowns come across them, and we see a couple of their guns. Like you said, the popcorn gun and the dog balloon, too. Dude, that oh, was man. crazy. Which was Fucking brass cool. tacks, guerrilla tactics. <laughs> like, that shit was, like, 
actual futuristic warfare with that fucking dog. <laughs> I did watch them, uh, like the um, making of and the creating clowns video they made talking about it. They were saying how like the balloon animals kept popping, so they eventually had to make it out of latex because oh, they were trying to do it with actual balloon material. Obviously, it was like impossible. <laughs> yeah. And then on Damn. that popcorn gun, they had spent seven thousand dollars just on that gun alone, like making a prototype, figuring out like the guy that made it, like sculpted it, and like made a fan and made the popcorn move, like so it was like functional. And then like after that point, since they spent so much just on that gun for that one scene, they're like, okay, we're going to go way more practical. Cause one of the guys on the team said like, Oh, I could have made you something like that for like a hundred bucks. And then that's like kind of the shift where they just start going like super practical effects and like throwing stuff together, which worked. It still looks really good. How much do you think that guns worth now, dude? In the, in the killer clown community, dude, the KKK? I'm sure like it's gotta be up there like thousands. I'd say like priceless almost. I mean, do you think uh, if there's that cool though, the director Stephen kept Kyoto? it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's only one of them, so for mm. sure, one of a kind. I, I highly doubt it was sold off. Yeah, Unless... I was actually thoroughly impressed with the um, the finger puppet scene, the shadow. Yeah. yeah, like all those fat fingers, and then somehow, of course, <laughs> we know it's not really it. But I'm saying it was still funny to watch that shit. Like I love that back in the day because when you're a kid, you look at shit like that and you're like, "How?" And you believe that they're actually doing this shit. So like, that's impressive. Yeah, but, that one was really know. good. Actually, that might be one of the best, if not the best. Kills? Creepy. Give me Roger it. Rabbit vibes. Yeah, they really had. <laughs> they really made a lot of nothing out of things they had around like i know that big vacuum blower thing they just like literally took a pickup when they truck. had like their parade yeah kind of. he yeah. was just talking about how they were just throwing all this random eclectic things on it and painting it and just like it actually looks really cool though when you look at it dude that just sounds super humble too for like such a really really dope like production of like just design it's crazy how it's just a bunch of junk you can turn from like literally zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, like I feel like dedication. those days. Like I don't know if you can still do that nowadays. Maybe on little things. I feel, I feel like you could, but like I think the hard part too is that like there's definitely probably like a disconnect, you know, like generationally speaking, from like the eighties kind of like, you know, props and stuff like that to like now where everything's just overly like realistic and like gritty to a sense you know what i mean yeah you can't really be as goofy and like kind of charismatic almost in like your prop design as you would back in the 80s i mean it's totally possible you can definitely do like indie movies and stuff and like still make those but i don't think you can actually make like a movie theater movie with having practical i think a lot of those they they the C- you gotta remember CGI and shit like that has gotten it's still expensive but in comparison to what it used oh, it's to so be cheap, it's, like, yeah so they're just mm-hmm. like nah don't fucking waste our time with that like permits uh, signing off all this shit dealing with closing things down you know like they'd be like nah fuck that just get some CGI put it in where it needs to be and call it a day I mean watch any sci-fi movie like <laughs> all those movies are just CGI galore and it's not good CGI at that but it's God, just like the that's Star all Wars prequel trilogy. Oh like, yeah, because they went from the original trilogy being pretty much all practical to then like all CGI, and it was rough, dude. I like a blending, just like incorporating CGI into it 
then you can't really tell. But most oh, yeah. people can tell if it's just like if things are just straight CGI. It looks bad for the most mm-hmm. part. Like, and it sucks too how almost niche practical effects have become. You know what I mean? And like most mainstream, like high budgeted, like triple A films. Like yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if it's just like a fact of like people have just kind of like grown out of it for some reason or like they've just lost like the drive to put that much time into films because now like films are coming out like every year you know what i mean not much time's really being poured into it yeah i just don't think you'll ever you'll get some practical effects but you won't only because it's the best way to do something but yeah i don't think you'll get movies like this where literally it's like that's the entire movie (laughs) and you could pull it off it'd be a show like, I can mm. see them doing it with a show, but not a movie. Dude, that would be a great show, actually, like a competition style. Killer Clowns? <laughs> Dude, they were talking they do about have doing a, competition a TV show. Style. Wait, who was talking like, about you're talking about, like You're talking about doing, like, mask and things like that, yeah. competition? Mm-hmm. They have yeah. that. It's on sci-fi. Really? Yeah. Damn, it's like Mask it. Off or something like that. <laughs> well, just any kind of that stuff. Or, like, hey, we have to shoot a scene, make this, like, just doing it with all practical effects. That'd be pretty legit. Yeah, Don't steal my idea. For sure. <laughs> there you uh, go. We'll I go do to have, HBO. See if you can get it going. There's an oh one other thing I was gonna say about too with the practical effects too is like uh, obviously video resolution was super shitty. Like you could get away with so much trickery now. Like <laughs> everything's exposed. Yeah, that's true too. It's mm-hmm. rough. like you can like when I watch these VHSs and stuff. Like it's hard to see a, a lot of the stuff. <laughs> like you. Not gonna get that anymore. Yeah, but when you get that 1080p, you can see that uh, prop manager in the house. <laughs> right. You know? I bet no one noticed <laughs> that before. Until maybe not, because I bet a lot of people probably just thought it was his wife or something. Probably. Yeah. You know, like if, if people were to pick it up, at least, yeah. You know what was a really probably like? Who the fuck cares? Exactly. <laughs> like, they probably uh, said that too. They looked and they did their line of blow, and they're like, "Yo, who the fuck cares? It's an awesome movie." And they just keep snorting <laughs> and just exactly. while editing, they're just they like, oh, what the fuck, fuck they're making." They're like, "Dude, uh, fuck it! It's gonna become a part of our canon." Zap, zap the old man, zap him. <laughs> I did have a lot of respect too from watching that creating clowns video too of like how much time and like frustration they have to deal with with doing it all practical like that. Like it seems like a nightmare. They have to just keep doing it, keep doing it, trying to get basically just trying to get the RNG right of like like when they're throwing like the famous head lopping off scene when mm-hmm. it, he's like, "What are you gonna do? Box me up?" They're just literally just throwing a head in the trash. Fake ass fan. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Jordan, come on, dude. <laughs> knock your Break block that off. Down. Quotes. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the heart, uh, haunted house too. You walk around the corner, and he says, uh, and he gets his head knocked off. It's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Respect that's every super time. Cute. Yeah, Yeah, dude, this movie is, like, seething with respect from me. Because, like, you can tell, like, there's actual just straight-up passion. And, like, I didn't check out the documentary yet, but after I watched the movie, I was really tempted to go check it out, but I didn't know if I should do it right before we start recording or after. But, um... Yeah, just tell me about it after. Not on the podcast. Yeah, no, dude. (laughs) I'm I'm actually watching it right now as we speak. Give me your notes. Uh, (laughs) One really cool effect was, too, when they had the like the car driving and then the other clown driving alongside of him and like trying to run him off the road, like on a bicycle yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Invisible car. Yeah. yeah. They basically I was laughing feet. pretty fucking hard watching that. Yeah. They literally that got me. took him. I really liked it. They took his, uh, they t- built like an undercarriage part along this, that it was attached to the undercarriage of the car and built along the side. 
It's like a little sidecar thing. And they have the clown sitting down, and they have the the headlights as his feet, so it looks like he's in a car, but they're on the bottom mm-hmm. of his feet. And then they built a little, like, radio control device in his glove so he can, like... Like slide and dolly. Yeah, go so forward, back, up. side to side. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, go forward. And they go forward, and they're like, ram it. So then they'll, like, it looks like he'll ram in the car. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I like how they got real creative with this movie where you have to, like, in the old days, like, that's... That's one thing everyone values about people like, let's say, Stanley Kubrick or, um, you know, Steven Spielberg, where they do jaw, like jaw dropping all moments and it's sh- like solely based on like creativity and being able to use the resources and everything you have around you. So uh, that's the one thing I really liked about it, too. It gave like kind of like a community vibe where it wasn't just like, like you said, it's three, it's two brothers. Well, there was a third one, too, right? I saw yeah. three last names. Yeah, three of the same last name, but it's you could tell like a lot of people came together to try to make this movie, and it didn't just take like I'll throw all this together and that's how it looks. It's like they legit tried to make all these different things and what they had to do to come out of that, and that's why I love like the good old invisible car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like I saw one too, like the pizza delivery scene. Um, they had a guy like this seems brutal too. Like he's just having to crouch down underneath the pizza boxes, and then with one hand like hold the head oh, of shorty. the clown, yeah, and pop it through the the, the <laughs> hole. And then with the other hand, he also has to pop out his other hand up through that same hole and aim it like down in the in the center, like through the door. And they're just had so many tastes. They're just doing it for hours and hours of like trying to pop the head in, also try to fit your arm in with the gun, try to mm-hmm. aim it. Like, oof. And he's crouched oh, the, the entire the time. The puppet scene, too. Is that like, you know what I'm talking Ooh, about? The puppet scene. I love Ooh, that scene. Dude, that's that, my favorite. I, fuck. Can't believe you said it first again. I, that's what I wanted to kind of wait. I was patiently waiting for someone to bring that up. Yeah, yeah I would have ran off. That was probably the one of the only scenes in this movie because the whole movie is like kind of, you know like campy and like overall silly like you're not really it's not going to be too terrifying where was that like a recreational center or something like that where they saw it the puppets oh oh you know what oh i thought you were talking about about another scene which one were you talking about you know i'm talking about the puppeteering i know you're talking about and all of a sudden dragging that one guy wait what is it oh yeah yeah. what were you asking me sorry sorry. I was skipping ahead, but I know what you are talking about. The, though, two, that, like, the, the puppeteer dude, and he's doing the thing where yeah, you don't and, like, see the puppets. Yeah, and like a guy's like walking up, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And, yeah, and he's doing? watching it, <laughs> like this is funny. And then yeah, it turns like, around with the gun, and it's like, ah, and then the thing falls down, and then there's the clown, and he's like, "Surprise, bitch!" And he dude, kills him. People them. get dropped in this film, like there's so because many fucking idiots, silly shots. Like, where like they're just kind of holding out their guns, like kind of tilting it and just like blasting people. Well, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. Well, that's okay. what happens when your whole small town is all white. Like, they all get curious. <laughs> they all go, what's that? And then they all die. Like, like none of them thought to hide. Do you ever thought about that? Like, not one of them thought, like, hey, we should probably, like, find shelter right now. Like, Well, now we have to get to once. the main part of, like, my questions about these aliens. Like, are they clowns in their planet, naturally? And they've just been subtly influencing us over like thousands of years, like implanting this clown knowledge, and that's how we created clowns. And so, really, it's just been all influences from them, like subtle influencing over the years. Or yeah, did they, they showed up on Earth uh, during the time of Christ? 
and they're like do you check this shit out and then they that that's actually how cotton candy was developed but like of course in their story lore you know what about were they just researching our planet and they just like ended up following the one people that they followed that they thought were regular humans was like a traveling clown group that was actually like murderers and crazy people and that's where they learned like because they know the art of clowning which is like a whole thing you gotta go to school for because they know like ventriloquism puppeteering they know like all the little gags the pie the whipped cream like they know all of it the acid pies well i think it's i think it's the second one with a twist and what i mean is like i don't think they like saw the clowns being as humans I think they came here, which they said, with the full intent to kill all of us. So they thought that clowns were considered, like, the scariest thing to us. The monster, the thing that we were most worried about. Because they maybe caught on that people were afraid of clowns and shit. So they used that, figured out all their methods and all the ways they do things. Pies, being able to shoot popcorn at people, things like that. And they realized that was the best way to take us out. And... I'm That's wondering why they if this, made the transition. This was like pre. Oh, I don't know. People were still scared of clowns, but this was kind of way before. There's it was definitely like, other clown movies out during this. Yeah, like but this is, clowns have always been scary, stuff. dude. Fra, what's his name? John Wayne Gacy had been doing that for like tw- what twenty years before that. Yeah, but the killer I'm, clown. Literally. I'm wondering though if like in their mind though it was actually a beloved cherished sweet thing like for little kids and they're like we're gonna make this beloved thing there's terrifying because they did make sure to make themselves look scary with the teeth and all that so like I wonder if they were trying to flip it like be extra evil like I'm gonna be this goofy character but also look scary yeah. and do evil things I really think that they truly believe like they they thought that that was like the scariest thing that could show up. I mean, it it came around the same time as that. I mean, the book's yeah. been out for way longer than that. But I mean, like the whole basis of that was a monster that had no identity except for being a giant spider. But its biggest reveal like was to find something. God. Yeah, this is right around the time the of because I know it was written in the eighties. Like, I can't remember. It was like yeah. eighty-five. So I was right around. So maybe there was a little. Scary clown resurgence around this time, but yeah, Universal I think, was like, "Let's do it." Yeah, they helped Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I bet was a big part of shaping a lot of people's fear of clowns. Pussies. Oh, probably most definitely. Yeah, no, because they were pretty creepy as fuck, dude. For as like silly and goofy as this film like primarily is, now they're fucking. You get like a close up, like a zoom in on their fucking face. They're nasty as hell, and <laughs> yeah. like just going with what you guys are thinking. I'm just gonna stick to the theory that they're just unfortunately built like that. Like that's just what like. <laughs> High society, like futuristic technology, is just a bunch of goofy little swiggles and or is that just colors. is that what that town sees them as? Like there's pods and pods Ooh. and pods of them, but then that town just happens to see them kind of like in it, where it's like your biggest fears. But that town happens Manifest. to love clowns or fear clowns, so they see them as clowns. But if they crash landed here, it could be like they would be dressed as the IRS or something, <laughs> something else scary, wherever it is. Now, and here, here's the thing, too, dude, because, you know, as the whole fucking small town's getting invaded and, like, how Chris was saying earlier, like, why did nobody just hide or, like, nobody got freaked the fuck out when, like, six-foot six clowns, like, ran up on their doorstep, like, oh, dude, check this out, like, Fatso giving that old lady, like, a little flower, or what was it, a flower? <laughs> oh, no, a box of chocolates. And then as she, like, turns her head, he pulls out just a, a futuristic space Glock <laughs> and, like, caps her off screen, like... 
it, this I feel like this movie really begs the question: Are the clowns really the clowns, or is this small town of white people clowning hard? <laughs> Who's you know I mean? really clowning? Like they all got know, the dude. wrong water, so they're actually killing each other. But <laughs> they were saying it was clowns from outer space. Yeah, and that's oh, what the shit, one person that survived tells them. Who be clowning? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say, Riley? Make a bunch of theories about this movie, dude. That's what I'm saying. I, I might have went too deep with it, but I think that's really what the heart of what we need to get to, man. I feel like if they were able to get that sequel, uh, actually, well, I'll talk about that later when we talk See, about if this movie deserves. This sequel, is what y'all y'all kill me with, though. We're talking about yeah. horror movies, yeah, and y'all want to dig deep, quote unquote, Bro, on this but movie from the mouth of babes. But, Dude, what if what if I were going to tell you, okay, what, I'm about to break something to you. What if I just told you that it's just a bunch of, like, exact same universal, legit, blowed out of their mind, just did a bunch <laughs> of rails, and they were like, bro, I got the fucking idea that's going to really make 1988 the hit. And they'll be like, what? Tell me. Fucking outer space aliens that come to kill us right and they're like all right all right we've had we, hey, hey richard shut the fuck i'm not done they're clowns clowns yeah the dude does another line he's like whoa hold up i got it i got it yeah and then all of a sudden that's how the fucking movie became i think it's There's even no less intricate than that. deepness to it well i'm just doing that for fun and plus someone's got to do yeah yeah do your job i'm poking holes in it well, again, I but, feel like that—that's in canon. I feel like the clowns themselves, the alien race, is like, all right, how are we gonna fuck up these humans? And he's like, all right, bro, how about we come in as clowns, all right? And he's like, okay. And you know that that whole room scene that you were giving us—that's actually the aliens talking. What See, I really think it was, what it in reality actually was, sacks. after looking it up, it's really just three brothers that had like, you know, they had all the experience of years of doing oh, yeah. effects for other things effects. and they're just it's just a passion project they're like this would be fun this would be crazy and he's <laughs> used as an idea. outlet yeah good fu- yeah good fucking but back idea. to the clown aliens do yeah. everybody see them as clowns who be clowning they no i feel sure like clowns. in the end the humans are clowns the aliens are just fucking aliens it just so happens that they look like we clowns. were the clowns all along we yeah have you not seen half the fucking deaths in this they could have been totally avoidable Almost avoidable if they just simply didn't open the door, or you know, don't get popped. They also on walk your back. really slow. They do. That's so cute, though, dude. Uh, <laughs> can we... They don't even <laughs> fuck with you if you don't fuck with them. At times, I don't like that know. One dude is a pharmacy for a moment. If he played it cool, I feel like he could have just been like bros with them. Like they were what, messing with the whipped cream and all that, <laughs> the shaving cream, and he just sit over there looking sketch. He could have been like, "Yo, like, what do y'all do? Y'all need help?" Like. I mean, maybe it's killing out of frustration because no one's clowning back. Did anybody clown back with them? Yeah. uh, Maybe they're trying to. The sheriff, dude. Like, uh, not the deputy, but the main guy himself. Uh, Yeah, but that's actually a good point. The one person that really did clown them was the sheriff. And then he ended up having a fucking fist put into his spine. And then he became a doll. He didn't Bro, clown back. That's though. what I wanted to talk about. That was a creepy. Out of this yeah. whole movie, that actually kind of creeped me the fuck out. Wait, and like that was cool. The ventriloquism. Yeah, the yeah, ventriloquism that was with a dead body for sure, dude. That was like super, just fucking wild. Like when I first watched this movie, the entire time, I'm like, all right, these are kind of corny, you know, like silly kills, but they're creative as hell. And that fucking came up. 
you know, I, I well, did. I thought he was Mooney, just one and too. done when he got like choke slammed against the jail, like the jail cell. And I was like, that's such a fucking lame death. But they fucking redeemed it. Dude, I wrote that. that exactly. scene. I wrote that down. I'm like the biggest asshole in the movie. You're going to just bash <laughs> his head in to the bars. Like that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> but then they, they came back with a hitter. Yeah, no, they, they, they literally just clutched that like last minute. They, they brought that back because I, they lost me for a sec. And then just like that whole scene, I was like, dude, what the fuck? It really, really kind of took a turn from like themes a little bit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the whole movie itself is just kind of like campy and silly. And that and like that scene is silly too, in a sense. But that's also props oh, to yeah. John Vernon, the guy who plays Curtis Mooney. Like, killed it. That guy killed it Whoa, all the time. Oh no, I was about to say too. In terms of John Vernon, I wonder, like behind the scenes, what it was like on set because he was considered the like the name. You know what I'm saying? Like you have mm-hmm. the name that's on the movie. And it was all oh, John Vernon, like he, you know, Animal House, all this. So it was just funny, even by the way he portrayed himself in the movie, came off as like, I'm an actor and this is how I do. And then he like gets into his like scene and then gets ready to become the biggest asshole. You kids are like that. It's just, I can picture him being like, look at all these people. They fucking glorify me. This is fucking beautiful. And I just could see it in his face while he's performing. And that's what made it so entertaining to me. I respect it, though. At least he wasn't just getting a paycheck. Like, he was, he was working for that money. He dick rode his own dick hard, and he did it for the right reasons. So. He killed it. Respect. He did it for us, man. Yes. He didn't if have to go that hard. If not for him riding his he... own dick, we would ride his dick. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Good. Pause. Well, what's with the whole uh, clowns <laughs> understanding English, too? Is that their native language? Did they just it's, learn it? It's aliens, bro. bro they're aliens. Like, yeah, dude. We don't need to do this. It's aliens. But We've they learned know that aliens can do a lot of shit. They know all of our parts. cultural norms, too, though. Like when he said, so they, he said turn they, around. Imagine that. Imagine that. Aliens did fucking research before they came to a small town to wipe yeah, it out. In fact, it might have been that practice. Do you ever think of that? Like, that small town, they were like, first, we'll start in this little area in Ohio. We'll just wipe them out. See how it worked. See what didn't work. Uh, see? See? You got bopped in the nose. We got to change the character now. The clown doesn't work. We have to change. Cool. Carl just got demolished because they popped his fucking nose. And then they started practicing more and more. They had it in areas. the bag. But also, they're really... Uh, that's why they kind of switch from being smart to not also really, really dumb, like falling for that thing at the end with the ice cream truck. But they know all, <laughs> they like go deep in our references because when Mooney says turn around, he turns around, puts his hands behind his back, like to get arrested. Oh, he knows yeah. he's deal. It so, was all part of the plan. Goofs on him, yeah. Throwing, well, maybe blowing I- him into a small sense of security. I think with the ice cream truck, too, I think they were legit confused. Like, that was our way of playing a chess move because they were like, did we create this ice cream truck? It kind of yeah, fits with our like, shit. Like, and then they're like, the wait fuck? a minute, I don't think that is ours. And then by that time, too late. They would literally have to be ice cream now. truck was, like, clown-facing. You know, kind of like the equivalent of black-facing. You think they were just really offended, so they were kind of just flabbergasted <laughs> like, when that fucking ice cream truck rolled in. He did yeah. that? He's like, dude, is he Well, they the saw fuck? lick a stick and they got very excited. Dude, it had like, to be oh. like amoeba level intelligence, though, all of a sudden to be like, that's our God? <laughs> no. What if they were the <laughs> dumb ones? This truck we've been chasing <laughs> you know, the whole hey, movie? Actually, you brought me to another good point about this because the one thing I loved is at times, uh, I actually thought about that. I was like, you can clearly tell that there were some duds 
just by looking at their faces. Some dud clowns in the middle of those, but they rolled deep. They always rolled deep. Even when there was two of them going, you knew one of them was still the smart one while the other one was going. The one that got uh, set up by the cop, he was one of the geniuses. He already knew what he was doing. <laughs> Genius he knew what he was doing. He knew how to talk. <laughs> he got set up. He got the guy. He fucking did everything. He knew what he was doing. But there was definitely some, like the ones with like the seven chins that walk out and their heads just look like <laughs> it goes straight. And he came out of the car. He was like the ninth one. He was the ninth one that came out of the car of like 15. It didn't matter at that point any skill set that this this creature had, okay? He could do nothing Power and, and still numbers, be supportive. Dude. Exactly. So that's <laughs> I think that's where it got to. They were like, all right, we, we have to bring some stupid ones. We have to create balance. But we got they, they had some smart ones. They had some badass ones. Well, it's like any you know military unit. You know, you got the grunts and then you got the commanders. Yeah. But these commanders <laughs> well, are going. The grunt was the one with the boxing gloves. Shorty? No, I feel like he was a fuck dude. He was a champ. I thought it was tiny. I don't even remember. I think it's Shorty. They refer to they might be two different ones because they do refer to tiny uh, when they're going over like the different stuff they did with them. But there might be a Shorty and a tiny. Okay, or maybe that was like kind of a nickname if they didn't feel like calling him Shorty. Shorty is a nickname in, cl- in clown society. His real name's called Gorfinclaw. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, I actually, dude, that, his real name's just Michael. I don't know where the fuck you got that. That seems just problematic in itself. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hey, they're from outer space. They got to speak gurgle, dude. Here's why I think they actually are the clowns. Uh, most movies like that, when you kill someone that's like, you know, mimicking something else, more than likely, a solid 9.8 out of 10, no less, like they go back to their original form when they die. You know what I'm saying? Like they, uh, and then they, whoo dissolve and go back to what they pop the noses did they do anything they explode dude they they turn so into CGI. are we saying that they're nobodies then like they're just they might be well, some they, a high intelligence mimic because they do mimic remember to debbie they pretend to be his voice outside the door to be Mike. So what if they're avatars and they actually never came down in the first place oh, it just happened to have their avatars come down and then they just ran amok, and then they were like, okay, it didn't work out the way we we'll wanted to. We'll never know, because the sequel got canceled. So we're sold on that, that they good. <laughs> wanted to come down It's too good. Not that yeah, it was a crash landing. Yeah, but they have landing. to be prepared. It wasn't a crash landing, and they just made the most out of it to like make up yeah, for crashing. Yeah, I think it was a simulation to Imagine them. Imagine they were doing like a recon mission, and they fucked up, and they crashed, and like, dude, okay, fuck, set up the tent. Like, get this shit set up. It was like Black Hawk Yeah, they were down. trying to get Tits McGee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The two, uh, the twins. Yeah, with uh, whatever it was. That's why there's so. Say right now, dude. That's why there were so many other clowns on that ship, dude. Oh yeah, they were trying to repopulate. Repopulate. Creating an army before they got down here. (laughs) That's probably you know what actually. They probably started with the twins, like four, three of those guys, and then look now they got like forty people coming out of that damn tent. Just. I will say. I think I would have liked this movie more if it was R, and I hope the if they do do a sequel, it is, because like I was surprised they did at least even the head knocking off stuff. You know, PG thirteen was a little more relaxed then, but I would have liked to see if they really went full in with it. I dude, I don't know why. I don't know what was wrong with me when they knocked off his head. I was expecting like his spine to be attached to the skull, like Mortal Kombat a little bit. I don't know why. For some reason in my head, I was like. Is this the part where like some dude's head gets lobbed off and like a spinal cord's like attached? I don't but know. See, like, they didn't get kinda... to that level. I wish they would have. 
I'm hoping the sequel they just go balls to the walls with it. I hope so. See, I like yeah. that because they kept it like comical. Kind of oh yeah, because like, yeah, too much gore would be just like you know brain, you know like undead, dead alive. You know I don't know. I, mean? I disagree. I think you can do it. Yeah, dead alive is a great. Example. I mean, you could definitely do it, and like I would totally trust the. They're Kyoto probably just worried handle it. about like the marketability of it being radar, mm-hmm. but now that they know it's gonna sell with the sequel, I hope they do ramp it up. Yeah. But okay, so get to the sequel. To, what's going on with that? Yeah, we you want to go to that? that. You don't want to wrap up the scenes real quick. I mean, do you have anything else you need to talk? Well, about? I mean, we're we're just talking about that. We can talk about the scenes yeah. some more. I'm just I don't know oh, okay. what you are talking about. No, we can move on. Does anybody need to talk about any other scene? Which no, is no, how okay. the final scene was kind of a mimic huh. of your dead alive, except for <laughs> the tits were hanging out with the clown. I know two movies back to back. Final boss. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, another monster!" <laughs> right. And then he oh, oh, just takes no, off his badge. Dude. Police! Oh, wham! You're done. Fucking Fucks win. Him up. But yeah. he fucking stole that guy's girl again. Like, they, I, I, dude, what do you think? Did they get back together? Yeah, you saw that. Drop the bitch. She is just looking yeah. for attention. Jesus fuck. <laughs> she needs to make up like, her mind. Like small town, two dicks, and she's like, oh, "I'm gonna keep it going." Fuck oh. off. Well, because he had his arm around her at the end. The cop. Dave. She can get fucked. Dave, he was a fucking champ. Like, I feel like he totally turned that around. I figured one of them would die. Well, I I love how he's like, wants to preach to Rooney about being good on the police force and doing things the right way. And then, like, not hesitating to do what he would to, like, fuck that other dude up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he still didn't fuck him up, but he was like, all right, I'm not even going to listen to you or hear you out. And I was like, Mm. isn't that kind of your job, too, to, like, listen to someone, maybe, like, see if there is out there, go snooping? He says something, too. I mean, I know that he would, but... He's like, oh, I guess you wanted funny more than stable. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, She wanted laughs. She wanted laughs more than stability. Like, yeah, you're... He was just like, what the fuck? I'd be like, maybe it's because I have a bigger dick. (laughs) That's what I would have (laughs) said. Yeah, Dave Uh, had his... I don't know if you guys saw that, but Dave had his arm around her at the end, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe he was kind of like rubbing her hair and stuff. Maybe they'll be living as a... She's going to blow him. Maybe there'll be a poly relationship. That's the new... In 2021, that's what it'd be. Small town polyamory. Beautiful. That's going to be a great Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> dude i want fucking dave to be like old man logan so if the sequel comes out he's gonna be like that hardened like veteran clown killer no like, he's instead of the killer clowns, he's gonna be yeah exactly dude it's been 23 years well they have been planning the sequel like and i kind of feel bad because like the brothers have basically wanted to do it dude. since the first one released they've wanted to do a sequel Which is re- yeah it's dude. fucked up I, I read up on it too a little bit yeah Going on it, 33 it, years they're trying to do they were trying to do the Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D. In 3D. That was the original title. Yeah. Was that 98? Disney. That, canceled wait, it well, Disney had the Because the they had the rights to the company that bought out Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But then of when course. Disney did that, like, 200 projects that they kind of canceled because they were like, oh, we, we just don't see, like, I don't know, just Disney doing, you know, whatever they do best and just fucking up some Ruining stuff. Ruining everyone's happiness. But Well, because it doesn't like, fit their... Yeah, brand well, picture, I mean, but Disney can. And it's yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. I'll, well, I'll I was gonna say, like this story goes. I mean, they had talked, but like that. Um, I'm pretty sure the making of the clowns, the creating clowns one. I'm pretty sure that was from 2001, and they're still talking about a sequel, and that he's wanted to do one. 
But mm-hmm. as recently as 2018, Sci-Fi was in talks with yeah. them to produce a sequel. And then that's when the whole right situation turned out in uh, 2019, where it says 20th Century Fox secretly bought the rights to the film, mm-hmm. and they refused to sell it to Sci-Fi. And Fox was going to create a sequel, but then that's when Disney bottom and block yeah which that's a real it's disney move up. blocking like oh killer class rush but they might end up going back on that we'll see there's enough I, yeah because i don't know dude because like disney's like pumping out like you know the mandalorian which is like what pg-13 like you know they can do and like granted i don't want but it's the killer, killer clowns, clowns. Sure. and it, it's yeah. all about the packaging which is stupid oh but that's yeah how disney no, I, I get what you're saying dude but like I don't know. I feel like Disney should totally like kind of loosen up a little bit because it's just become so much of a monopoly. Yeah, like, they in, love in merchandising just, like, and film, stuff. Dude. Mm-hmm. Like either that, but I. It's but just, that just it's happens too. Whenever a company mm-hmm. comes in, you know, whenever even they switch in like heads of networks and stuff, like everything that the previous people were working on was gets killed. So that's not to say that Disney said we're never doing that. It's just mm-hmm. whenever yeah. there's just changing of the guard because I'm sure when Disney came in they changed all of Fox's, you know, oh, yeah. board and everything. So off the hip, it's trying just, to create a resurgence. It was finally going like, to go. Sci-fi was probably sci-fi was the one that would have done it. I'm sure, but I'm sure it would have been not the best result for us anyway. Because I don't want some cheesy pushed out sequel. We want like. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, dude, but if you got, like, the original brothers all working on it, I I, I can guarantee they would probably refuse to, like, release anything. They you know, probably would have – well, they'll still release it just because they want to, but they'll yeah. probably would have oh, given yeah. them the same, you know, one or two million dollar budget that they had Oh yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, because I think – wasn't the sequel – like, weren't they trying to get it pushed in 2013 too? It's been trying since yeah forever. Because I think wasn't it, like – 2000 like timeline wise 2001 they were in talks of making it 2008 is when they were planning on releasing it in 2013 and then this came out like 1988 right i did see something saying for 2013 but the key there too is they're always pushing it off so many years further and further back like they have it announced on id imdb for 2021 for the return of the killer clowns from outer space just not in 3d anymore and they have the same guy, Mike Grant Kramer, like listed as like the only actor. So he's probably just told huh. him, like, hey, if we ever do do this, I'm in it, but let me <laughs> yeah, know. Please remember me. Yeah. So, I'd love if they, you know, they're not going to have everyone. It's basically in development hell. And I have yeah. a feeling it's going to be harder for Disney just because Disney, obviously, they want big budget, big profits. And this is a very niche thing so someone has to come in there and help fund it to make it basically like a passion project even though i think it would do pretty well considering what its budget would be oh yeah and like it's kind of weird to say but i mean i'm pretty sure like this is still like if the sequel were to come out do you think it's just automatically going to be another cult classic or do you Mm. think the fan base is going to be big enough to like push it out of the waters of like you know cult culty classic kind of a film you know what i mean but cult classic it still has to be beloved so oh yeah well dude i, 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 I can guarantee line. you because well, right it's, now it's always difficult for a sequel to be cult classic anyway you know hard. what i mean like it's mm-hmm. pretty damn hard but it'll be entertaining sure mm-hmm. but it'll be one of those where we're like oh, i'm satisfied i got to watch another one kind of thing like it all like they all are 
Yeah. I mean, just to be honest, but yeah, it's one of those. They're, the they're, never, they're never going to release it. But. And you risk so yeah. much because right now, when there's only one, which is rarer and rarer because there always has to be a sequel. Um, <laughs> if there's only one, though, you're in such good standing. It can really yeah. taint things. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeepers Creepers 3, I know I've already brought them up, but like, I was very excited when, you know, that only came out of theaters for one day. And really? um, I was very excited to get a ticket. I was like, fuck yeah. And I kid you not, man, halfway through, maybe a little less, I was legit looking at a person next to me going, like, the fuck am I watching right now? It legit looked like someone didn't edit it. Like, they looked like they just threw everything together and they were like, yo, fuck it. And just kind of did all that. And it was so bad to the point of, like, like I loved those. That's one of my all-time favorite, like, franchise. Like, those two, Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2, great, mm-hmm. amazing. But, like, even now, it turns me off to even watch them, as weird as it sounds, because I'm just yeah. like, oh, like, it's just stuck in the back of my head, that three's there. Keep, yeah. Yep, that's that's the yeah. risk you run. And also, just like Star Wars and Disney, speaking of exactly, Disney. I was just about to say, I didn't want to go too Jedi. off the beaten path, yeah. you know, of horror, but that but was that fucking horrific, name. what they did for the new trilogy. Fucking bad, dude. But they can make like, so much off that regardless. Oh, from yeah, yeah. name alone, name yeah. and Disney. That's that's what JJ Abrams. It was. It was him that gave him that fucking shot. If he didn't give that director that shot, we wouldn't have that stupid ass movie known as The Last Jedi, and it should never have ever existed ever. Well, the problem I see with a lot of sequels, Jeepers Creepers three and stuff, was like they shouldn't have made it because they don't have the budget or they don't have like the talent to make it happen the same people that were signed on in the first place and that's when it's always bad and i'll tell you too there's so much pressure especially behind such a beloved series you know what i mean like you're almost kind of like set up for failure in a sense if you're not going to be well equipped enough the to thing like i really think properly i think people are safe for this though because Generally, the oh fun. for killer clowns, oh yeah. Well, because the first one wasn't like a big office box yeah. office hit. It wasn't mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, and the fans of it, comparison, they know the background, I'm sure, and they know like what that this passion project and the people who created it, essentially. So they're gonna the same people are gonna watch it that already love the first one just because of that. So I feel like too, and another thing is that that's what separates success is like people wanting to make a movie and then people wanting to make money. You know what I mean? When people want to make the movie, like the Kyoto Brothers, like I, I have a feeling it's going to be good. Not as good. I hope it's going to be as good and probably a little bit better. That's just what that is thinking, the but problem I, with sequels right there. <laughs> you just said yeah, the first exactly. one is usually an amazing concept that was like made out of like passion and hard work and the rest is all for the money. <laughs> Yeah, it's never but, the story needs to be continued. We have to know. For the most <laughs> part, it's like, wow, we could make that much money. I feel again. like just through their actions alone, though, you know, this has been going on for, what did you say, Jordan? Like almost 30 years now? Yeah, like 1988 to 2018, mm-hmm. about 30 years, probably 31 or 33 years, right? A long time. 2021? Yeah, so 30, 33 years they've been trying to get this film, you know, made, you know. I definitely feel like they already got, like, a script. You know, and that's actually a funny question. Do you think they're going to keep the original script they had ever since, like, 2001? I'm sure they made some tweaks. Or do you think they're going to be, they changed time, it up to the years? Every time you take it to a new network and every time more people get involved, it switches up. So mm. 
I, oh, okay. I mean, judging off their script of the first one, I don't think it'll be too hard. I could probably write it this afternoon if we want. <laughs> All right, but let's get into the uh, yeah. ratings. So the kill count, I'm a little off. I had 13 just that I counted. I know it was more, and I've seen people say like 40. So, Yeah, are you counting the people in the cocoons? Like yeah, off the ones. Deaths? Yeah, off screen. Yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, like 40 or something like that. Like a mm. silly number. But Now, would you say I, this movie's scary? No. no. <laughs> you said no, Chris? No, but it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What about when you're 10, though? Huh? When you're 10? If I had a phobia with clowns, absolutely. Yeah. So, no, but yeah. For and you, I'm though. being honest. Like, if, I, you, if you had a phobia, this is the perfect movie to watch. But if you don't have the phobia, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's a lot. It's amusing. It can be creepy at times, uh, but it's more just a good all-around movie to watch. But when you personally were 10 now? No. Sure. No. Yeah. No, when I, when I was 10 and when I fucking watched Scary Movie 2, yeah, no, that, that would scare me. Just Bro, like the I, close-ups on their face. I grew up with Bozo the Clown, okay? Like, we we had, we had plenty to be weirded out about. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to Bozo in psychology class. Good I'm going no on both of the... Uh, the scary well, no one both. that's pretty bold of you to say jordan all right we got imdb rating 6.2 <laughs> yep pretty good um yep. rotten tomato critics 75 percent rotten tomato audience 59 percent and now our actual rating yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna let <laughs> i'm gonna let chris go first oh, i want to change go, up the dude. formula a little bit yeah i'd say jordan jordan you lead it off Oh, shit. Yeah? Okay. Damn, I was going to try to really rationalize. Or really yeah, think of... Well, you had to think... You know, well, dude, hey, hey, don't be like I said, wasting time, Jordan. And like I said, it went uh, up from originally, but I will say 4.5. Um, okay. Which I still think is good. Like, and I get what they're, they're definitely trying to do is be um, funny, tongue-in-cheek, and... You know, there's only so much fun I could have with it, but learning the background and the history and when it was when it was made in 1988, that's, it's all pretty impressive to me, and uh, that raised it. But that's not to say that I wouldn't rewatch it again. So I think 4.5 is good for for what it is, and it isn't a diss at all. Okay. Yeah. No. I, that's actually yeah. No, because that's actually pretty humbling to hear. Like. Because you got a lot of respect for it, but then as you look at, you look at it as an actual film. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, ironically enough, I I was tempted to say like, I would do a solid five, for it, and like I'm trying not to be so like biased with my respect for the Kyoto Brothers, because like you know, like like you just said like tongue in cheek, you know the clowns, everything was just kind of a goof fest, and like I'm a sucker for that, so. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a five is good, and because... the rating could be whatever you want because we never like made a framework for it. Of like, yeah. go, it could be taking everything into account, or it could be if I'm just to watch this movie with no context at all. I guess pretty much it could be your own rating in your own head. Yeah, no, I think I'll stick with a five because I <laughs> I feel like with a five, that's just good split down the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah, a real safe answer that you didn't have to think about. Yeah. I get it. Exactly. One hundred percent. You fucking. You already know it, Jordan. Oh, satire. All right. Um. <laughs> no harm done, but it gave us a lot of good. 
Yeah, you just did the minimum sure. thinking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Brainstem uh, rating, dude. So, one, you got a fucking intro song by a band a that one? we realize has only done like. No, I'm, I'm listing. I'm Jordan, be quiet. Let the grown up is talking. Okay, Go so ahead, you got an intro song that's pure gold. I mean, it's made by you already realize as a band that's made like five songs, and they dedicated <laughs> yeah. a lot of time to create that masterpiece. Two, I was surprised, honestly, and that's one thing that got me hooked on this movie, is yes, it's going to be cheesy. Yes, there's going to be things that are like, all right, it could do this, it could do that. But in all in all, it was a pretty well-written movie. It had a pretty good transition, pretty good with what's going on, pretty good with how they resolved it, pretty good what's the defeat, you know, everything. It was all pretty much self-explanatory. It had a reason with everything. Um, wasn't over the top with some things. Of course, the acting could have been a hell of a lot better, um, but still great. Um, they could have picked at least two other fat girls that were better acting. I'm sure you all agreed in the ice cream truck scene. That's the only part that stuck in my head. That's the only part. <laughs> if we can get two better acting, um, beautiful, heavier set women, that hey, okay. But um, all in all, with that, with the same vibe, and I'll give my bias point of view of like that creating of the emotion of like a Halloween horror, kind of like, oh, this is fun, gets me in the mood, Halloween style. Uh, then yeah, you're gonna be surprised with my ranking. I'm gonna give it a six point three. So wow. I'm gonna go six point three on it. Well, it's an overall enjoyable movie to me. I it's my point system, just like we said. I really <laughs> like this movie. Uh, I could watch this multiple times. I have watched it multiple times. I could probably watch it again tonight. Um, but yeah, I just overall I thought it was really cool, and it's a very and just like y'all said, it's the fact that it's a whole community. And brothers that decide to be as creative as possible without just being lazy, but actually going full fledged on it. And it really shows, you know, it really shows in the quality and the production of this. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 6.3. That's why I give it respect. And that's why I think 4.5 is good. My complaint was actually the writing and the actual movie stuff of it was just like, it's really, it could have been absolutely anything. There's no real, like, conflict or uh exploration of characters which is fine for what the movie is but it's just like i just couldn't give it anything on the writing side of things but on practical effects blood sweat and tears amazing yeah now no, are we saying it makes it in the house of horrors should i go first again so with that can we just assume like if we're gonna do like a thousand episodes well i know we're gonna aim to do well more than that i get that but as of right now, we'll just say that each one of these is a part of our house of ours. No, because like, the it's added the into, Yeah, like how, like thousand ways to die. Every one of them is still, even if they're small, stupid, or large, big, they're, they're part of a thousand ways to die. Nah. <laughs> it's a horror. Yeah, well, you I know, mean, I'm going to say it yes. Is a it's a cult it, it classic. Would be, it's, it's not in the main attraction of the house of horrors. It's in the, uh, you know, the sideshow, depending on it. Because I don't want the bay in clowns. there. I don't like. We didn't vote Tragedy Girl in there. Yeah, we did. Dude. Yeah, no. man, dude. F fuck your pickers. Yeah, you know what? Are you saying no, Jordan? I'm saying no. I'm saying yes for this. Oh, thank God. I was saying, saying no to that I every thought. movie. Did you, say, did you think I said no? 
No, I thought Jordan was going to say no, because he's like, oh, it's going to be in the corner. He just I was said, like, fuck your pick, Chris. That's why I was like, <laughs> what? I said yes. No, no I, I just don't like the idea that everything makes it in the House of Horrors. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, I would say I yes for this. You, yeah, all, right, all I'm saying is you're going to be stingy about it, right? But, like, what? You're going to really make it a 1,000? Then you're going to be like, oh, cool. But we've weeded out a bunch now, so we're going to still keep doing this? Well... We rented a barn house of horrors. You know, it's like real estate. After the house, the thousand house of horror, or a house of a thousand horrors, is all filled there's up. There's the side attractions. Get, yeah, there's Look, the side attractions. I'm just saying, I would be happy that we watch a thousand horror movies and yeah. do a thousand of these. I'm in it for the I'll long be very haul. Happy. I am too, but a thousand episodes is still a lot. You're underestimating what a thousand episodes are. It's the ultimate real at least um representation if, you, if we do two a week every week right if we do two week every week that's 52 weeks it's 110 you're still looking at 10 years almost <laughs> just do the math like yeah yes no, it's good like but it, it just that, works so well because like this you yeah might but not i'm think, saying by the time we got to the thousandth episode no but i like there, it as a rating like all right I like it as a rating because four four point five doesn't seem like a really good rating from me, even though I think it is. But I still think it makes it in the House of Horrors for what it did and its place, you know. So it's a separate rating that I think is really important. Like, yeah, this deserves to be in with the greats. A participation trophy. Yeah, Chris, just just wait until we get into like the actual really shitty films that we start yeah. reviewing and like and I don't the franchises. Yeah, like dude, there's gonna be a lot of stinkers, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Ironically, we could easily find a way to add every one of them. You know, what I'm I saying? refuse. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no doubt movie, about it. But it's unique because it was a shitty movie. <laughs> I refuse. And this is why. Yada yada yada. You know, I don't want like, the Bay in there at all. So I can't do it just off of that. <laughs> the Bay. Well, Killer no, Clowns is going in it for me. Oh yeah, easy easy pick for me. Just literally ripe with passion. Well, you can't you even know? say. First of all, you can't even say that it won't be. If our fucking goddamn photo for this podcast <laughs> is the fucking circus tent. Well, now we're going to copyright strike. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, a circus. Excuse me. Now, now you're just making a sound. <laughs> a very That'd similar. Be so device. dumb. That'd be so dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it definitely makes it in then. And that's good because we didn't all have the highest ratings, but we all recognize its importance. Yeah, well, this has been the highest rating, uh, rating for, yeah, for Chris. This is the highest he's ever gone. Yeah, this yeah. is the highest, <laughs> which is good. We also all have definitely different opinions, so that's good. It's not even opinions; our own styles, man. Yeah, both yeah. styles. You know I'm saying, yeah. like, you could be all about the gore, meat, you know, being flailed everywhere, uh, dead alive, and I'm just like, yeah, it's all right. Like, it's you know, I aren't get opinions it. styles after all? Huh? That's a little deep thought for you guys. Aren't opinions just what? styles? Post show. Uh, yeah, we'll tell opinions. that to a lot of people in this world. They don't get that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we covered it pretty dang good. Yeah. Good pick, Chris. Uh, yeah. I thought does it was this good. deserve a sequel, Jordan? You never oh, my gosh. That, yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, All right. Sure. What's, yeah, I think so, too. What's, um, what's the one we got next week? What's the big reveal? Or no, not next week. Wednesday. No, yeah. Wednesday. It's up to you, Riley. It's up to me. Oh, we're skipping you, Jordan. Am I next? No, I thought. Oh you no, were... what am I? Ta- Dude, bro. you did never mind, bro. No, that. No, because Jordan, you did the last yeah. one. I know. Yeah, he did the Riley's last one. Yeah, no, I'm, I did bro, this one. Yeah, sorry, I'm a killer clown yeah. from outer space. Yo, my bad. You and I yeah, are on the same so. page, Chris. Riley's like <laughs> just. 
Yeah, He's we're both here. We're like, I was like, yeah, like uh, Charlie from Always Sunny. It's like he doesn't even get us, man. We're, we're, we're talking about you. What? <laughs> Fuck. All right, Ryan. Dude, I thought I was reveal just time. listening to the podcast. Yeah, All right, reveal. All right, we're gonna do Basket Case. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But wait, that has sequels. Sequels? Like two sequels there, or just there's one? I three of there was them. Only a second one. Three of them? Yeah. I got another one. I got another one then. Because I had a plan. Because I knew I had a I knew I had a second one. I have nothing against this case, but I feel like we should. All right. You know what? And then I'm going to spit this one. Reanimator. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Reanimator? Yeah. Reanimator. I feel like there's a sequel of that too, but it's all right. Never heard of it? Ooh. That'd be interesting. Yeah. These are good ones. Okay. See, I'll be real. I was testing the waters with uh, Basket Case. Because I was like, I has a sequel. Like that's another VHS like... that's crazy expensive. Oh, that's just because you saying basket case it triggered me to <laughs> figure out what mine is already. So yeah, Uh-oh. Reanimator has a sequel. It's the bright. It's bright of Reanimator. Maybe we'll. Tr- oh, fuck. What do you think? Well, Man, some dude. of these movies are going to have sequels though. So true. I mean, I can, Less, you know yeah, what? I'm... What do you think? I can quickly. It's like it's I still Riley, so I'm not going to say anything. It's gonna be Raleigh. No, I'll be real. No, because like both picks, I to be fair, I was actually kind of tied between Basket Case and Reanimator, but then I was thinking Basket Case. So you don't have one, huh? It's fine if you don't, but you, you, we could wait. I don't know. Oh, we wait might have to just wait. Get, like an actual like. We'll have some suspense because I don't so, know. Well, I was thinking yeah. of one that's like not horror in terms of like. It's it's got some gore to it, but like in terms of like real life intense shit, you don't know what say I'm it. Saying? Don't say it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do oh, have okay. a third pick, but I think it's fucking Easter related. Okay. Or is it a uh, yeah? No, the Passion it? of Christ is not a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it for, is. For, dude, it fuck, first of all that is. All right. No. Do you have one, right. or Do you want to wait? Home on sweet home. Home sweet home. Okay. Home sweet home. Oh no, there's four of those. No, I'm just kidding. All right, guys, so this is my... How did I find him? No, no, him. He was like four. I was like, how does he already know that? Oh, yeah. No, dude, just brand recognition. Yeah. Well, I definitely knew that about Basket Case. Wait, Home Sweet Home says a comedy. Is it comedy? <laughs> no, Wait, okay, I'm looking at the wrong one. All right, we're going to do that, though. I don't want to keep extending this. Yeah, Sounds no. Good. Yeah, the 1981, Home Sweet Home. Okay. Uh, there's a remake of 2013. We can't do it. I'm going to literally kidding. suck your fucking dick, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck pause. up. <laughs> this you is can't pause that. House of a Thousand Whores. Dude, this is my pick. Dude. All right. So coming at you. My dick around. 1981, <laughs> Home Sweet Home. See you guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.